It's time to be equipped with spiritual battle. Defending the Faith is a show to train Christians worldwide to be effective teachers and speakers on the subject of biblical creation so that the next generation can stand firm on the biblical truth and defend their faith. Now here is your host of Defending the Faith, Mike Riddle. Welcome to Defending the Faith. I'm your host, Mike Riddle, and we're coming to you from Radio KBXL 94.1 FM, The Voice, right here in Boise, Idaho. Now our ministry is called Creation Training Initiative, or CTI. We have a web address if you're interested in finding more about us. It's called Creation Training, that's all one word, creationtraining.org. Also, if you'd like to email us, our email is info, I-N-F-O, at creationtraining.org. And our ministry is about training Christians to be able to defend their faith against the teachings of evolutionism and moral relativism. We teach you how to answer many questions like, how can you call God good when he allows bad things to happen? How can the first three days of creation be little days when the sun was not created until day four? Or how about this one? What's true for you is not true for me. Or in the Old Testament, God killed men, women, and children. What kind of a God do Christians worship? Or why are Christians against a woman's right to choose, meaning abortion? Doesn't carbon-14 proof the earth is older than 6,000 years? How do you fit dinosaurs in the Bible? How could Noah fit all the animals in the ark? Those are the kind of questions we train people to answer to help them maintain their confidence in God's Word without ever having to compromise it. Well, today we have an interesting show. It's all about us. It's called The Amazing Human Body. Now, I'd like to start with Psalm 139, verse 14, which says an awful lot about our human bodies. It states, I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. Well, are we really fearfully and wonderfully made? Well, let's just take a look at some things humans have done. Let's look at some great athletic performances. The 100 meters, the fastest man known on earth, Usain Bolt, ran the 100 meters in 9.58 seconds. Many people would have trouble running 50 meters that fast. We've had a man jump over eight feet in the high jump. Next time you're at home, put a marker up there about eight feet and just think, somebody cleared that without touching the bar. Then the amazing endurance in the human body. Some people have ran the mile in three minutes and 43 seconds. That is an incredible race there. Or how about people have ran 26 miles, the marathon, in just two hours and three minutes. That's an average mile of four minutes and 44 seconds for 26 straight nonstop miles. How about those gymnasts, the amazing feats they do? The women's gymnastics, on a beam just four inches wide, they do a backflip without even touching the beam and land on the beam. Incredible imbalance that God has given us. Or just look at baseball. We've had a pitcher throw that baseball 105 miles an hour. Incredible capabilities in the human body. Now let's look at the incredible design in the human body. Were we created or did we evolve? Well, I think it's going to be an easy choice when I get done reading some incredible features about the human body. And let's start with an adult human being is made up of about seven octillion atoms. That's seven followed by 27 zeros. You know, a trillion only has 12 zeros in it. So the human body, seven octillion atoms is what they estimate. Now, let's get some bullet points here. <clears throat> you know, Everyone has a unique tongue print. 
just like we have a fingerprint. How many of you knew that? Our thing, we have unique fingerprints. We also have unique tongue prints. You know, there are about 9,000 taste buds on the surface of the tongue, in the throat, and on the roof of the mouth. That's incredible design there, 9,000 taste buds. Now, how about this one? The surface area of our lung is equal to one side of a tennis court. Get two people together, you have a tennis court then. Wow, one half a tennis court, the size of the human lung, if it was stretched all out and straightened out. You know, we as humans shed about 1.5 pounds of skin each year, which is about 105 pounds of skin by age 70. So the next time you dust your house and throw that dust away, just think, some of that might be you you're throwing away. How about this one? Every square inch of skin on the human body has about 32 million bacteria on it. Most of them are harmless. They're the good guys. 32 million in a square inch of skin in our bodies. Now, let's take a look at the human eye. If the human eye was a digital camera, it would have about 570 megapixels. Top cameras only have about 50 megapixels. So the human eye is far beyond anything our best scientists can create. Here's another one. There are about 2.5 trillion, that's T, trillion red blood, red blood cells in your body. To maintain this number, 2.5 million new ones must be reproduced every second by the bone marrow. That is incredible speed the body is performing. I thought evolution worked by long, slow processes there. Now, here's another one. In one square inch of our hand, just look at your hands. One square inch of your hand, we have nine feet of blood vessels, 600 pain sensors, 9,000 nerve endings, 38 heat sensors, and 75 pressure sensors. Are you getting the idea of Scripture, Psalm 139, verse 14? We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Well, let's go on. Let's talk about speed. When we touch something, we send a message to the brain at 124 miles an hour, and you're not going to get any speeding tickets for that one. In our human body, there are about, now get this, let me, let me put this out as a question. Anybody out there can estimate how many miles of blood vessels we have in our human body, talking about all the capillaries, all the veins, everything. If you line them all up end to end, how many miles long would that be? Well, they estimate that would be about 60,000 miles. 60,000 miles of blood vessels. In other words, if you lined up all your blood vessels, you go all the way around the earth and have some to spare. Can you imagine wiring any machine with 60,000 miles of wire and getting it to work? Well, God did that in her body with the blood vessels. Every day, your heart pumps about 1,800 gallons of blood through your blood vessels. Wow, that's a lot of blood pumping through our body. Now, here's an interesting one. When something cold, such as a popsicle, touches the warm roof of our mouth, local blood vessels constrict to minimize heat loss, then relax to restore blood flow. This response triggers a burst of pain that lasts maybe a few minutes for some of us. It's sometimes referred to as the brain freeze. Incredible how God has protected us there. Your heart pumps over 100,000 times a day. That's for a normal heart. You have red blood, red blood cells that transport oxygen to the tissues. How did they know to do that? Well, get this one. You have white blood cells that rush to identify enemy agents in the body and mark them for destruction. Isn't that amazing? Your white blood cells 
recognize enemies coming in your body and sacrifice themselves for your well-being. Sounds like an interesting story we find in the cross, too. Your eyes and ears are more complex than any man-made machine. Let's just take the ears, for example. We have three parts. I'll make this simple. We have the outer, the middle, middle, and the inner. The outer part of our ear captures those sound waves as they come to our body. The middle part, where the eardrum is, amplifies the sound. Also in the middle part of the ear, we have the smallest bones in the body. But the inner part does something so incredible. No scientist can do this. It takes those sound waves and converts them into electrical pulses and sends them to the brain. In other words, folks, our ears are no good unless we have a brain first. Now, the human body, it's made up of about 60 trillion cells. 60 trillion cells. Remember, we have about 9,000 or 9 octillion or 7 octillion atoms in our body. And we had many, many red blood cells in our body. But... The human body is made up of about 60 trillion cells, and each second, 10 million cells died and are being replaced. Incredible amount of work our body's doing. Just why we're sitting around thinking we're doing nothing, our body is working all the time. Some bones in our body are stronger than concrete. I don't recommend finding out which ones they are, but some of the bones in your body are stronger than concrete. We have a nose that can recognize and remember 50,000 different scents. And I know some of us would like to forget some of those smells, but an incredible smelling system that God has made for us. How about this one? This next one will show you're not the same person that you were when you were born. You know you get a new stomach lining every three to four days. Wow, every three to four days, a new stomach lining. This body is incredible. Why does it do that? Because of all the acid in the body. If we didn't get a new stomach lining, you wouldn't be lasting very long. Now, our liver. Remember, we had lungs. You take your lung and stretch it all out. It's about the size of a half of a tennis court. You have a liver with over 500 different functions. Look at our body parts, what's happening inside there. You have teeth that start growing six months before you're born. You have eyes that are fully grown at birth. Now, here's another one. Did you know it takes 17 muscles to smile and 43 to frown? So the next time somebody's frowning at you, just take a look at them and say, wow, you know you're exercising your face. 43 muscles to frown, 17 to smile. So much easier to smile out there. Let's just take a look at the human brain. You have about 100 billion nerve cells or neurons in the brain. You have over 100 trillion connections in the brain. That is more connections in your brain than all the internets on the entire world on the internet. And you know how fast your brain is? They estimate it can do about a quadrillion calculations a second. So here's a question. If the brain can work that many calculations a second, why does it take us so long to do our math? Well, that's easy. You know, your brain has to interpret everything your eyes see and everything your ears hear. So the brain is constantly working. Even when you're sitting around thinking and not thinking about anything, your brain is still working. You see, there is no doubt that every human being is a testimony to a greater God and not to random evolutionary processes. We are indeed fearfully and wonderfully made. And that was just part of the human body. We could go on and on. But when you look at all of those, there's no possibility of evolution ever occurring. 
Now, I mentioned we're made up of about 60 trillion cells. If we were to assemble, just assemble, 60 trillion cells at one per minute, you know that would take 114 million years just to put 60 trillion cells together? But this does not account for getting them in the right order or the correct cells. We need to have the cells arranged in a specific order, and then we have to get the right ones to form complex organs like the brain, the eyes, lungs, liver, heart, blood vessels, bones, and so on. Folks, this could not happen in even a trillion years. Evolution simply cannot be true when we look at the human body. Now, <clears throat> let's take, for example, how difficult it is to get one small biological protein. We're not even going to talk about cells. I want to show you the difficulty of getting one small biological protein. And we are made up of trillions and trillions of proteins. Now, let's talk about the protein. What makes up a protein? What is it made of? Well, let's start with atoms, our basic unit of matter. Now, atoms will bond together to make things called molecules, and we're all familiar with a molecule called water, H2O. Now, molecules can bond together to make things called amino acids. They're almost like the building blocks of life. If we can't get amino acids, we can't get life. Now, amino acids bond together to make proteins, and I want to show you that as complex as the human body is and how much it refutes evolutionism, I'm going to show you here that one small protein refutes evolutionism. Now, proteins come in different sizes, from about 50 amino acids up to about 30,000 amino acids. Let's just look at how difficult it is to assemble one small biological protein of 100 amino acids by random chance. So just one small protein, the smallest is 100 or 50. We're only going to look at one of 100 amino acids. Now, amino acids come in two shapes. They're called left-handed amino acids and right-handed amino acids. Just like we have a left and right hand, which are mirror images of each other, left and right-handed amino acids are made up of the same components, the same atoms, but they're mirror image of each other. But here's the catch. Only left-handed amino acids are used in biological proteins. Only left-handed ones. This presents and has presented a major, major problem for the evolutionist. Why? Because the natural tendency left to itself is always to bond left and right-handed. Every experiment our scientists have ever done ends up with about an even mixture of left and right-handed amino acids. They can't figure this thing out. Now, in addition to that, we know based on observable and repeatable science, not evolutionism, not conjecture, not assumptions, but observable and repeatable experiments that life cannot start in the presence of oxygen. Why? Because at the molecular level, oxygen destroys chemical bonds. So as any amino acids began to form to try and make a protein, they would have been destroyed by the oxygen. We also know from, get this, observable and repeatable experiments that if there was no oxygen in the Earth's atmosphere, life could never start. Why? Because if we take all the oxygen out, that means we have no ozone. See, the ozone's made up of oxygen, O3. And if we eliminate that entire ozone, we all become crispy critters because the ultraviolet rays of that sun will come down and fry anything. So life cannot start with or without oxygen. We also know, based on observable and repeatable science, 
life cannot start in water. Why? Because there's a process of water called hydrolysis. Hydro means water. Hydrolysis literally means water splitting. At the molecular level, water destroys the chemical bonds. So as soon as any amino acids might have formed within the oceans, within a matter of days or weeks, they would have all been destroyed. This is based on observable, repeatable science. We don't have to hide our answers in millions of years. We have the observable evidence here. So how did it happen then? See, evolutionists propose over billions of years, mutations, it all happened. But folks, this is not possible either. This is not even an answer. You see, anytime somebody puts in their answer over millions or billions of years, what they're telling you is they do not have the observable evidence. They're just telling you to trust them. Folks, why should I trust an evolutionist when they say over millions of years, when we have the observable evidence, it can't happen that way? You see, there are six requirements that affect the formation of a single protein, at least six requirements. Number one, there are many different kinds of amino acids out there, many different shapes, hundreds and hundreds of different shapes, types of amino acids, but only 20 are used in life. That means life is very selective, and this whole thing is a random chance process, folks, because there's no intelligence there. Evolution does not allow for intelligence, so it has to be random chance processes. So only 20 of the hundreds of different types of amino acids are used in life. So we have to be very selective there. Then again, remember, number two, amino acids come in two shapes. We can only have the left-handed ones of those 20. Number three, they all have to be in the right order. You just can't assemble left-handed amino acids. They all have to be in the correct order. Number four, this so-called primordial soup we're supposed to have our beginnings would have been diluted. It just doesn't have the correct ones in there. It has all the wrong ones too. And there's many more wrong ones than there are correct ones. If you're trying to assemble a protein of 100 amino acids and maybe you get the first 10 left-handed ones, all the correct order, all the right ones, then you get a wrong one, you've got to start all over again. See, this is not as simple as the evolutionists make it. This is a major problem for the evolutionists. So number one, we had to get 20 different, only the 20 different, 20 amino acids used in life. Number two, they all had to be left-handed. Number three, they all had to be in the right order. Number four, the primary suit would have been diluted, making it very difficult to get the right ones. Number five, we need an energy source. Well, that's easy, Mike. We have the sun out there to give us our energy source. But folks, this is something they don't talk about either. Just an energy source is not good enough. You see, yes, we have the sun, adds energy, but we have to have a mechanism that can capture that raw energy and then convert it into usable energy. Where did that come from? That's a highly complex machine, and you can't have that complex machine until you have the proteins out there, and you can't have proteins until you have the highly complex machine. There's a major catch-22 situation for the evolutionists. That's why they don't talk about those things. They just wave well, a magic wand and expect everything to work. And the last one, number six, the problem of no oxygen, the problem of oxygen, and the problem with water. All six of those are hurdles the evolutionists must overcome, and they cannot do it. In other words, the human body by itself is a testimony to creator God and refutes evolutionism, but so does one small biological protein. Now, let's talk about numbers. The probability of getting a small protein of 100 left-handed amino acids is 10 to the 30th power. 
That's one followed by 30 zeros. That is an incredible probability problem there. Now, remember, a trillion has 12 zeros. A quadrillion has 15 zeros. We're talking something that has 30 zeros in it to just get one small protein. But wait, there's more to that. This is just getting left-handed amino acids. They also have to be in the right order. This is an even bigger probability problem for the evolutionists. That's why they like to ignore the whole idea of probabilities. See, the possibility of getting a small biological protein of only left-handed amino acids and all in the correct order is not 10 to the 30th power. That is 10 to the 130th power. That is 1 followed by 130 zeros. Scientists estimate there are only about 10 to the 80th atoms in the entire universe. Wow! There's, this is impossible, folks. What do we make of all this? You see, if it is this difficult to get even one small biological protein, then how can anyone believe in the human body, which contains trillions of proteins that could have evolved by natural processes? Folks, that is impossible. And we find our answer to all of this. We find our answer to all of this in Romans 1, 19 and 20, why people continue to believe in evolutionism. It is not because of the science. The science, all created by God, easily refutes evolutionism. But God gives us, in his word, why people still choose to believe in evolutionism. Romans 1, 19 and 20. Because what may be known of God is manifested them. For God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts. And their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Many people have turned evolutionism into their God. And that's who they're bowing down and worshiping, man's own abilities rather than the creator God who says you have no excuse. See, there's only one objective solution, and it's found in the first verse of the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and we are indeed fearfully and wonderfully made. You've been listening to Defending the Faith, and I'm your host, Mike Riddle, coming to you from Radio KBXL 94.1 FM, the voice right here in Boise, Idaho. We have training courses that will help you understand these issues. We have a basic creation training class that we offer for, for teens and above. If you'd like us to come to your church or get a group of churches together, we will come to your church and offer this course and train your teens and adults how to defend their faith, a one-day class. You can find out more about this class, the contents of the class, what it costs, by going to our website, creationtraining.org. That's all one word, creationtraining.org. We also have a five-day training course. If you're interested in learning how to teach and speak and be able to defend your faith on creation and moral relativism, this is the course for you. We offer this course only once a year. It takes five, we do this course. It takes five days. This year, we're going to hold it in Glorieta, New Mexico. That's at the Glorieta Conference Center 
in New Mexico, just outside Santa Fe. This is the course that will train you how to do this. And again, find out about this course. Go to our website, creationtraining.org. And also on our website, you'll find free videos, over 80 30-minute videos talking about creation evolution, Christian education, moral relativism. On some of these videos, we, in, we interview scientists and theologians, all free for you to watch. Also on, on our website, I offer all my PowerPoint slides for free. Download them. They're all yours. Also, you'll find our schedule, where I'm going to be next. And so if you want to find out how to have me come to your church, email us. You can just email us at info, I-N-F-O, at creationtraining.org. And then coming up, here's one of our next things we're going to have in the Boise area. Coming July 22nd. Remember this. Put this on your calendar, pastors. July 22nd, we're going to have the pastor and wife dinner and a briefing. This is for pastors, youth pastors and their wives, a dinner and a briefing. That is July the 22nd. It'll be held at the Holiday Inn Express Suites in Meridian. Holiday Inn Express and Suites in Meridian. And we're going to be talking about the briefing, why so many youth do not have confidence in the Bible, and how can we solve this problem. That'll be the briefing. And I'm going to guarantee you, it's going to be a wonderful dinner. So that'll be Holiday Inn Express and Suites in Meridian, July the 22nd. Don't miss this for pastors and youth pastors. And again, this has been Mike Riddle, Defending the Faith, Creation Training Initiative, CTI, our website, creationtraining.org. Thank you, and God bless all of you. That's all for today's show. Defending the Faith airs each Saturday at noon right here on KBXL 94.1 The Voice. For more teachings and resources, visit creationtraining.org or the program archive page on 941thevoice.com.